Hey guys, welcome to Everyday Alchemy. I'm your host, Terry. Alongside of me, you will also be hearing from my community and other everyday people just like you, sharing their stories, tools, and magic to help expand your consciousness and alchemize your life. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Everyday Alchemy. Now in this week's episode, I'm actually going to share with you some of the interesting downloads and manifestations that came through for me whilst I was away on my impromptu road trip the last week. And now my intention of sharing these stories with you is so that you can have a better idea of my process that I use in being a conscious creator. How it is that I take these higher inner standings and knowledge that I share with you and how it is that I apply it to my everyday life. So as you know, the last few weeks have been very interesting for me, to say the least. I kind of had a roller coaster of a month in December and, well, really all year it's been like that too. And where more clarity and truth of the change that I am in has really become clearer for me. But the last few weeks over Christmas were particularly challenging. There were a series of situations that really triggered me and where I felt like I had little to no control in my life. Yet again, this has been an ongoing theme for me for the last two years or so. But when I broke my triggers down, I recognized that it wasn't that I didn't have any control or power in my life, but that I just don't have control or power over other people. So their will and what they decide or what decisions they make, which do affect me. And I was just triggered because... There's been so much that has happened over the last few years that has made me feel like I wasn't valued, heard or seen. And, you know, when you do this work that I share with you, you break that down and you can see how it connects to the same themes and situations and belief systems that were formed in your childhood where perhaps you weren't valued, heard or seen. And yeah, so I recognize that these situations now, although made me feel a certain way, that they were just a perception of mine that weren't true in actuality. You know, I had just perceived these situations in this way since so much has been happening around me that's been out of my control lately and in which I have been really affected by. But in actuality, when you break it all down, I saw that other people and what they choose is not a reflection of me, of my light and worthiness and authenticity. It's merely just a reflection of their own sense of unworthiness and not being able to live in their light or their higher sense of authenticity and self-worth. Anyhow, so this Christmas was a tough one for me. (laughs) And even though I was aware of these higher perspectives, you know, when I broke it all down and could see it all, what was really going on, I was still feeling like just not feeling the best. You know, just feeling like so much was out of my control and just was left feeling stuck and just not feeling myself. And I wanted to share that with you so that you can kind of feel a sense of connection to that because I know we all go through these stages in life ourselves. Like, 
you know, we can be aware of the higher consciousness perspectives and we can be aware, you know, when we break down our triggers and do all the work, you can still, although you may feel a little bit better and have a little bit more awareness under un, and understanding, but we can still be left feeling flat or just not feeling ourselves. So that's okay to feel that way. It's just up to us to remind ourselves that it's just temporary and we won't feel this way forever. So anyway, as you know from last week's episode, I decided to do a pattern interruption and because I was feeling this way. So I took myself on an, um, on an impromptu road trip after I followed some obvious signs from the universe and I had a great time. I was on the road. I was feeling free. I caught up with my dear friend that I hadn't seen or spoke to in a long time and we both catched up on how life had been for us all year and I realized why I had gotten the intuitive vision of her which had then prompted me to go see her. As it turns out we both had been experiencing very similar lessons and energies all year and we visited her family who I love and they even gave me some presents in which were on my micro manifestations list so that was pretty cool and I yeah I also felt the love and support that I had been yearning for lately and I also received so much confirmation and just divine messages from them too which was really cool honestly there's just so much that came through on my trip and I wish that I could share all of the stories with you but honestly I'd be here talking for hours but there is a story that I do want to share as it ties into the downloads that I've been receiving all year about the different forms of light, perception and optics and how all of these things affect our reality and in conscious manifesting. So basically the universe decided that it was the right time and the right energy to receive yet another piece to the puzzle that I had been slowly putting together all year. So my friend that I had visited is an amazing artist. She's also a psychic and an intuitive medium. And she's a very, very special person. I just, I don't know anyone else like her. And she really has helped to mentor me over the years through my conscious growth and development. So I was chatting to her about some of the intense higher consciousness downloads that I have been receiving all year about light, about light rays, what light actually is, optics, how our vision works, and just some very different, let's just say, physics concepts. I told her how challenging it had been for me to receive these downloads as I just don't understand half the information that comes to me in the way that it does and that it's frustrating as I feel its bigness. Like when this, these downloads come in, I get so excited and overwhelmed by it because it feels big. And yeah, I just can't always piece it all together. Now, I am also a very sane and grounded person. You know, I'm... I'm well aware of what it is to be a normal human, you know, to live in society and play by society's rules. Yeah, you know, like many of us, I have access to another world, so to speak, via my energetic gifts. And since leveling up in 2020, the types of information that comes to me and the ways that it does, as well as the intuitive connections with others that I get, they're just... I don't know how to explain it. They're just way more intense. So I find it exhausting at times to kind of live between two worlds, so to speak. I'm well aware of how some people, you know, some intuitives or mediums or people with energetic gifts, 
may not be as grounded in reality. You know, they can kind of be a bit <laughs> crazy. I don't know. I don't want to say that word. Just ungrounded, let's just say. And, you know, a lot, a lot of these people also may not be able to apply their energetic gifts or the energetic knowledge that comes through to them in their everyday lives. And so, you know, I'm really grateful to be aware of that and to not get lost in all of that, um, you know, my energetic gifts or being ungrounded, but I'm not going to lie. It is exhausting and, you know, I get hit with stuff all the time. So managing that in this normal world that society kind of creates and perceives, it's a lot. And I hate having to hide a whole other part of myself from other people because, you know, I do it because they just don't understand. And I just can't be bothered dealing with that all and trying to explain myself. But I don't know, that's just what I've learned to, to do to try and fit into this world. Anyway, I was kind of talking about all of that with her, knowing that she understands that and I told her how all year I've also been slowly um, fed information and had intense downloads um, from my higher self as well as my guides and they've been coming in via dreams or during meditations and it's all been around light and the role or function of light as well as sight or optics. I told her how the universe has sent me down crazy rabbit holes of information and how it's connected me with the right people and books and information. And, you know, it's been doing this almost instantaneously over, over this year. And yeah, just all about this new knowledge that's been coming through to me on light and optics. So I told her how overwhelming it's been as the concepts and knowledge that I'm learning is really different and I don't even understand it half the time. And so, you know, I find out hard. There's not many other people that also understand what I'm talking about when I try to explain it. So anyways, I shared some of the downloads that I had been receiving and she resonated with the information intuitively and also mentioned how she had listened to a really cool episode about colors and light uh, this summer. And that she'd intuitively felt like I needed to listen to it. Now, when she sent it through to me, I felt an intuitive ping right away. And I realized that I had actually already listened to that same podcast episode that summer as well. This summer just passed, which is unusual as it's not like it's a recent episode that was released this summer. It was an old episode from like 10 years ago. And nor was it a channel that I typically listen to. Now, the reason why I felt an intuitive shiver go through me was that I knew deep down that I had to go over and re-listen to this episode again. For whatever reason, it was coming back into my uh, reality or my peripheral. Now, how I first came across that episode is also an interesting piece to the puzzle too. As during this summer, I had been receiving some pretty complex and intense downloads about light and light rays and colors and optics and our vision. So, you know, the role and function of our eyes. And yeah, I'd just been writing down concepts and scribbling crazy diagrams and just random phrases that were coming to me. And I remember like this summer, I got kind of frustrated at my guides. I was like, okay, cool. Like, what do you want me to do with all of this? I'm not a light expert. I don't know why you're sending me all of this. Just throw me a bone here, (laughs) as I do. 
yeah, I can be very nonchalant about my vision sometimes. And I don't know, I just get over it. I get impatient. I get frustrated. I usually joke around and say to my guides, hey, you know, you realize I have to be a normal human too. I've got a business to run. There's so much fun I need to go out and have. You better connect me with the right people, all the right information to make this clearer for me. (laughs) Anyways, so that's what I did this summer after receiving some downloads that one morning. And funnily enough, that day, whilst I was on a group meetup Zoom call with a bunch of other like-minded people who study Walter Russell's work, I ended up meeting a quantum light biologist. Now, he's a super rad guy. He's super knowledgeable. And he ended up helping me a lot with some of the information that I was getting. And we still keep in contact every month with two other friends of mine where we all share different higher perspective downloads that we all receive and how we can relate them to different physics concepts and teachings of Russell's work. And also, just a side note, that's just one example there of how the universe delivers you certain manifestations. So earlier that summer, I had been putting my intention out there to connect with more people that are more aware of the types of downloads that I've been receiving, as well as the different scientific knowledge. And yeah, I ended up manifesting this group. And now me and the guys meet up every month on Zoom and we share and discuss higher consciousness understandings. And This wouldn't have happened if I hadn't listened to my intuition that told me to join that Zoom call that day. As And I wasn't going to either because I was down a slightly manic rabbit hole of information that time and my ego mind told me, no, you don't want to distract yourself. You know, don't join this Zoom call for two hours. You'll get distracted. So I ended up just becoming aware of the ego's thoughts and resistance and I put them aside and I took a break and joined that Zoom call anyway, even though my ego mind told me, no, it's going to be a waste of time. So I dropped that resistance and I joined that Zoom call and it was on that call that I met my new quantum light biologist friend. And he actually hadn't been on the calls or the group meetups at all. Like previously, I hadn't seen him before. So it really was perfect. Anyways, now back to my story. So... Also, earlier on, on that very same day, before I jumped on the Zoom call, I also had something else really interesting happen. And so I needed to decompress the feelings of overwhelm and the downloads that I had received that morning. You know, when I was going down my manic rabbit hole of information, I wanted to go for a walk to kind of ground myself because I was feeling really overwhelmed. So during my walk in nature that morning, I felt spirit come in. And so, of course, classic me was like, nope, go away. (laughs) I don't have time for whoever you are. (laughs) But they didn't go away. (laughs) So I decided to see what it was that they wanted to say. As when spirit comes in hot and strong like that, sometimes they won't leave. Like they won't leave for hours or days or even weeks if there's a really important message that they want to deliver. So as I felt spirit come in hot and strong, I knew that I had to open up to receive whatever it is that wanted to come through. So it ended up being a family member of a friend of mine um, who this family member had passed away and I didn't know them at all. But anyways, sometimes they come in and 
they'd come in with a message for me to reach out to him about this information on light and optics that I had received earlier that morning. So I decided to send him a text and ask if there was any good information that he could share. And so he ended up sending through that podcast episode about colours and light. And so that was the very first time that I had listened to that episode, just a few months earlier in the summer. And so now when I was visiting my friend last week, it was coming through to me yet again. Now, originally when I first listened to the episode, I had actually made some pretty interesting connections between what I had received in that download that morning and what information was being shared on that particular podcast episode. So that was significant at the time and it really helped me to piece something together that I'd been working on. But now that the episode was coming around to me yet again, I knew that I had to re-listen to it to see if there was something else that I had missed or if there was any new information that was to come to light, so to speak. So after I'd left my friend's house, I decided to camp for a couple of days just to be in nature. And yes, it was bloody cold. (laughs) There There was way too much snow everywhere for my liking, but it was an adventure and it was so... It was so cold that I accidentally ended up axing my finger when I was chopping up kindling for the fire as I couldn't feel my fingers. And oh my God, there was just, there was so much blood everywhere, like all in the car when I was trying to find band-aids and all of the snow because I didn't feel that I had chopped my finger because my fingers were just so cold and numb. Anyways, so in the morning after the cold night of camping, As I was looking at the map to see where I wanted to go next, I noted a town in which a friend of mine had moved to only about a year and a half ago, and she'd been wanting me to come and visit her and see her place. And I saw that it was only about two hours away from where I was and was kind of on the way back home. So I just loosely thought, you know, I should send her a message to see if she's home. But then classic me, I got distracted by the waterfall quest that I wanted to go on and I forgot to text her. So then whilst I was out snowshoeing trying to find this waterfall that I wanted to see, I decided to listen to the colours and the light episode again. And oh man, I tell you, I was not prepared for the downloads that I would receive whilst trudging through the snow trying to find this waterfall as I had to stop so many times to take my gloves off and just manically type down all of the ideas that I was getting whilst listening to this episode, just typing it into my phone notes. Just so much of what I had been struggling to understand all year was now suddenly making way more sense. And then as I was typing, I ended up getting a text message and it was a random Merry Christmas message from my friend that I had briefly thought of earlier, that I'd thought of visiting earlier in that morning. So she must have got my mind message. And this again is perhaps yet another example of quantum entanglement of the energetic connection that we have with others, even if we're not physically near them. So anyways, I messaged her back saying how I had only just thought of her that morning and that I was somewhat nearby and that I would come and visit her. So I packed up camp and went on my way to go see her. Now, Spirit was obviously not done, or Universe was not done with sending me more information about light and optics and how its role is in creating our physical reality. As when I was driving in what felt like the middle of nowhere, I ended up driving by this old house in a field. I noted that it had 
a bunch of cool old junk and antiques out the front and a sign that said open. And instantly I thought, ooh, treasure, (laughs) because I absolutely love old stuff. It doesn't matter what it is. To me, antiques and old things just all have a story. It's so interesting and it's like finding treasure to me. So I wanted to stop as I felt that ping of excitement and, and intuition and all of the treasure that was there to be found. But, you know, then, of course, my ego mind took over and said, no, Terry, you don't have time. You'll be late meeting your friend. But I also knew that I had at least 10 minutes of spare time. So I said, fuck it. <laughs> I listened to my intuition and I turned around. And when I went inside, it really was a treasure trove of all sorts of cool things. I even found some cool old vintage gold pans. But I started up a conversation with the lady who lived there and she was really rad. And anyhow, we got uh, chatting about the neat collection of vintage poetry books she had. And now all year I've had some really interesting poems come to me and just been noting the synchronicities and the messages of these poems. But she handed me a book of poems by a famous old poet, Sir Walter Scott. Now he's most known for using colour imagery throughout his poems. He also uses references to colour and the effects of light and shadows in his works. So I opened it up and read some poems, noting the multiple uses of references to light and colours and how they were used to describe and define a world that he was painting in the reader's imagination. And how these colours and uses of the different terms of light were not only just painting imagery, but ultimately invoking feelings for the reader. So I thought about this, and how this poet was helping to create a world visuals and feelings for the reader through the descriptions of color and light and how it was provoking this imagery and feelings through the use of words of language and not necessarily through the physical visuals of light and colors itself that light and color can be translated in many ways and then constructed in the mind's eye and not just through our physical eyes And so I thought about how this poet and many creatives and artists out there remind us to create in a different way. Through their creative work, they remind us how to feel, how to imagine or see through our inner eyes. And remember that doing this, embodying more of this action, ultimately contributes to our manifestations, to creating our physical reality. It's a reminder that not all of what we see makes up our reality, that our thoughts can be directed or guided by us or by the help from a poet or a musician through their lyrics, for example. Our thoughts and feelings manifest outwards into our reality so that it then becomes our reality and so then that we become that of our internal reality. Anyhow, I got lost in this book of poetry (laughs) and deeper thoughts and musings about light and colours in the mind's eye. And I was being reminded again that I was on the right track with all of the downloads that I was getting. So as I had a moment of gratitude for all of that, I was snapped out of this gratitude when the lady insisted I went through the collection of books that she had out the front. 
you know, if you like books, you should take some home. They're free, she said. And I respectively declined and just said, I already had a quick look and I've already got so many books already. But she kept on insisting that I must look through again and take some. That the man who had owned these books previously had passed away and that his wife just did not want to throw these books out and just felt like it need, they needed to be passed on. So I thought about that and just thought, mm, it's a pretty cool story. Let's just go and have a look. So I dropped my resistance and the logical, rational thoughts of my ego mind that told me, no, that I can't. And I went out and had a quick look through again. Yet this time, with my recent reminder to not just look with my eyes, I decided to look via or listen rather to what I felt when I was looking through the books. So I went out and dug through the pile of some very old and uninspiring books and topics. (laughs) But then I came across this bright pink book with an image of a galaxy on it. And it was titled The Cosmic Adventure, Science, Religion and the Quest for Purpose. I got excited. So I flipped through it and landed on a page that was all about perception. In this paragraph, it was all about how it is that we usually assume that it is through our five senses that we make our first and most fundamental contact with the outside world, you know, with the world that is outside of our minds. And how perception is tied up with dualism, where it assumes that there is a mind separated off from the world that senses bring material from the outside world into the inside world, into the mind, and that somehow the transition from matter to mind is made, yet it is never specified exactly how. Now, in this paragraph that I read, it was exactly in alignment with the types of downloads that I had been receiving all year. So I decided to add the book to my pile. But then I also noted the book underneath and it was a yellow book that stood out like a sore thumb (laughs) or perhaps I should say it stood out like a sore axe finger. (laughs) Anyways, it was a book on Rene Descartes' philosophical works. So I opened the book and I started reading. And as I read, I was overwhelmed with chills and intuitive pings. Now, Descartes is a very old philosopher and scientist from the 1600s when humanity was transitioning from the medieval times and into the scientific revolution. His work is deeply rooted in dualism, the role of the mind and beliefs and how it manifests out into the physical world. He also does a lot of work on perceptions too. So I noted that synchronicity between that and the other book. But his work is also quite spiritual, where he explores the notion of God and and mind and matter. And his work was actually quite controversial for the times, as in the eyes of the Catholic Church, <laughs> his ponderings and meditations, or ideas rather, were very different from the religious teachings at the time. And instantly I thought of the past life regressions that I'd done over the years of Aureus, who was that scientist and philosopher during the medieval times and so I just noted that thought. Now when I came back home from my trip I decided to spend some time to research and read Descartes work and now it opened up a whole can of worms. So it turns out that Descartes 
also spent his entire career exploring and inquiring about optics. His interest in the study of light is also present in a really intriguing uh, book or study of refraction from one of his earlier um, books during the 1620s. Anyways, as Descartes was a philosopher, his thinking about optics is deeply interesting and very much in alignment with the types of downloads that I have been receiving all year. His philosophy and knowledge of light and optics is also enmeshed with his more general kind of mechanistic physics and cosmology. And even in the sixth chapter of the treatise on light, he asks readers to imagine a new world that's very easy to know, but nevertheless similar to ours, consisting of an indefinite space filled everywhere with real, perfectly solid matter, divisible into as many parts and shapes as we can imagine. Of this world, he suggests that from the first instant of creation, God causes some parts to start moving in one direction and others in another, some faster and others slower. And that subsequently, he causes them to continue moving thereafter in accordance with the ordinary laws of nature. So that really caught my attention and I thought that was really interesting. And so I dove down the rabbit hole of his work on optics. I looked at all of his drawings and just noted the similarities between some of his diagrams and Walter Russell's diagrams, as well as the types of imagery and diagrams that I have seen in my meditations throughout the last year and also throughout my whole life too, really. And I noted the synchronicities between all of the books that had come to me the podcast episode coming into my life again, the people that I had met and the conversations that I had had around the topic of the role of dualism, of the role of light and color, the role that our eyes play, how we see things, you know, how it is that we see color and how we see light and physical things in our reality and how optics work, but then also the role of the mind and beliefs and perceptions and how it too contributes to making up our reality. You know, what we see physically, but also how we see situations through the lens of our thoughts and ultimately our beliefs. One of Descartes' famous quotes is, I think, therefore I am. And that's really such a powerful quote because you can really go deep into all the onion layers of what those words mean to you. Anyhow, I am not quite ready to share all of the aha moments and understandings that I have just yet, as I really have made some important connections on how we can consciously create our reality through the use of being more conscious of light and how we see. But I know in time, the universe will make it really clear (laughs) that it's time to share. And I have actually been doing so in small little bits and pieces here and there throughout this podcast. But for now, I just wanted to share that story with you as it is an example of the divine ebb and flows of the universe. You know, of how it is that I listen to my higher self, how I let go of resistance and follow what the flow is, you know, what flow is coming up in my reality. 
And it's also another reminder of the unfolding of time or change rather. You know, I think of all of these different, um, I always say, well, my guides always say time is like a spiral. You know, we're always moving forward. Well, seems like we're moving forward and then all of a sudden you know you're hitting a rung the corner and it looks like we're going backwards and not a whole lot's happening or we're digressing and then we hit that corner again and then we're moving forward again so even though to us it may seem like or we perceive time as being like one foot forward two steps back like always going forward and backwards always there being that duality of positive and negative okay things are good I'm moving forward okay now it's bad and I'm moving backwards That's actually not true because when you think of a spiral or you think of a rung of a coil, as you move, right, so as we're moving through life and making decisions and taking different actions, no matter if they're perceived as good or bad, we're actually always moving forward. We're progressing. You know, we're slowly creeping up each rung. So I loved that, you know, I had gone through these different points of tension throughout this year of just like feeling stuck or stagnant or just feeling lost or unworthy or unloved or whatever those lower vibrational feelings are. But then, you know, I'd had these moments of progression of feeling myself again and feeling connection and moving forward. And, you know, all year I'd also been so impatient, you know, I've wanted to know all of the information and know all of the answers right away. But I couldn't get all the answers right away. You know, there's an ebb and flow. There's a divine timing to when is right for certain information to come through. To sit in that tension of not knowing and just know and believe that all will unfold in the right timing. You know, and how this information has come back around again. How that podcast got sent to me again. How the synchronicities and the divine timing of the connections I had with my friends kind of all lined up. This is all just a reminder of the true unfolding of time, which is really just change. And I was also grateful to have received yet another piece to the puzzle and to be able to take another step forward. You know, it's another step to take from the universe on this adventure that I'm on. And none of this would have happened if I hadn't listened to my higher self. You know, if I hadn't listened to the part of me that desired to do what I love, to go on a road trip adventure, you know, to follow my intuitive download that I'd gotten to see my friend for New Year's and how she'd also gotten the intuitive download of me that morning too. You know, doing that instead of getting silly on a night out on the town. You know, I wouldn't have had or received the love and support that I felt from her or her family. I wouldn't have received that Colors podcast episode again and listened to it again and gotten the downloads I did whilst I was precariously teetering on the edge of a waterfall in the snow. (laughs) You know, I wouldn't have gotten the chance to see my other friend. I wouldn't have taken the random route from where I was camping that then led me to drive past that random old house in the middle of nowhere with all of those antique treasures and the vintage poetry or the book on Descartes' work. And just as importantly... I wouldn't have been able to share this example of divine timing, of divine connection, of love and support, of following the flow of trust or of following and trusting the higher purpose and knowledge. I wouldn't have been able to share any of that with you all 
especially if I hadn't have faced my fears of rejection and judgment in being seen or heard for who I really am by starting this podcast. And without this podcast, I don't know if I also would have made the connections and had the intuitive aha moments that I have been yearning for all year. I don't know if any of this information would have come through to me. And I don't know if I would have made any of the choices that I've been making all year without this podcast in a way. I mean, sure, like maybe this would have all come together in another way in some point in time in my life, but how everything has unfolded has been perfect. And I mean the true definition of perfect, of both the perceived negatives and positives. That's the true definition of perfection. Perfection is everything, wholeness, the good and the bad. So it really is all perfect and it's really all very intrinsic. And since my road trip, I've felt a sense of renewal, you know, after this period of doubt and pain and loneliness and confusion that I had over Christmas. And I don't know, now I feel more myself again. I feel more inspired. I feel more creative and I feel supported by the universe again and have just had that sense of connections and that feeling of love back essentially. So, you know, those feelings are a gift that you can't buy. It's not available online for purchase. They're also not a gift that you can force. You know, you can't force these higher vibrational feelings. You just need to first let go and allow. Just allow whatever you are in. Acknowledge and allow the feelings and the tension that you feel. You need to do all of that in order to let go. You can't let go without moving through it and being in it and feeling it all fully first. Allow what is in each moment is to let go right that's what letting go is is to allow whatever's coming up at each point in time and once you let go and then follow the flow of what what is right for you right then the magic comes in so that's what I did over this holiday period I sat in the tension I sat in my feelings I acknowledged it all and felt it all and then I chose to follow what was right and true and authentic to me so I went adventuring I stopped trying to make everyone else happy. I set boundaries. I put myself first and I did what I felt like I needed. And yeah, look what manifested. So I hope that you all enjoyed my story that I share with you today and that it serves as a reminder to follow your joy, follow your passions, follow your authenticity, to allow whatever's coming up for yourself and to sit in that tension if you feel tension. Feel it all, experience it all, acknowledge it all, and just tell yourself that this too shall pass. And then follow what is being made obvious to you in your external and internal reality. Please make sure you share this podcast with anyone that you feel intuitively called to share with at this time. And don't forget to sign up for my weekly newsletter where you can get each episode delivered to your inbox, or you can also follow me on Instagram. All the links are in the show notes. Have an awesome week, everyone. Well, that's it for today, guys. And if you liked today's episode, please like and follow us on our socials. Share this podcast with friends. And why not leave this podcast a review? Oh, and hang out next for a minute if you want some high vibe laughs.
Okay, so I don't have a joke for you this week, but I do have a comical vision that I want you to recreate in your mind. So after spending a long time driving in the car, I, yeah, camped and I was trying to start my fire. It was cold. There was snow everywhere. I chopped my finger. There's blood everywhere. (laughs) Oh my God, it was everywhere. And I sat by the fire and I decided to put on some music. I put on Modest Mouse, A Life of Arctic Sounds. And I just want you to like, just look up that song and listen to it. And just picture me sitting there. My fingers all bandaged up. There's blood everywhere. And I'm sitting and singing this song, laughing to myself, drinking my bottle of Prosecco alone and just having a great time laughing at how ridiculous I am.